It's time for the podcast that features two guys that register on the Richter scale when they go up and down the stairs. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by the Parian Lawyers. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <gasps> His ability to suck in these balls. <gasps> Sounds like a case of the Mondays. Grab your balls. <gasps> When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Good morning, West Georgia! And welcome in to the Morning Five. We have made it to the start of another week. Today is Monday, October 23rd. Billy, today is the start of the last full week in the month of October. Where's the time gone, dude? I don't it's, know. It's insane. <laughs> dude, I swear it felt like it was last week that we started doing football season. I feel like and this year has flown by. It's insane. I, I'm just, I'm shocked, man. Like it's, it, we are almost in the month of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, are you serious? Yeah, we are. We are almost in the month of of thanksgiving like i feel i feel like it was i feel like it, it, it just started to be 2023 like and it's all already almost over we're all almost moving into 2024 it is i feel like ever since we've started to do this podcast like time has started to fly by yeah it, it does feel very much like that it's it's been absolutely crazy how quickly it's flown by just because we're doing this thing every single day yeah for the most part, I mean, there's there's days that we miss here and there, but I mean, for the most part, we're here, we're waking up every single day with y'all, and it's, I swear, this day like these months and weeks fly by. Yeah, it's. I mean, and yesterday we got we had two more. Weeks. We had a gauntlet fl- thrown down on you. Yes, yes, one that I uh, gladly, gladly, oh, gladly will accept. Uh, yeah, we were doing we were doing a cook-off challenge at the hometown sports media coaches show it won't be this it won't be this wednesday um i'm playing in a charity golf something something another i don't i don't even know what i'm playing or where i'm playing uh i was i was asked this weekend if i could play on wednesday and i'm like of course i can um so i gotta get, I gotta get with those details billy i'm not even sure I, I i know it's an afternoon round but i don't even know where we're playing at. i'm not even sure what the course is um, so I gotta get those details. So I won't be at the coaches show this Wednesday. Augusta National. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. A. It's shut down right now. It's not open. Uh, and, and B. I don't. I don't believe they would allow a golfer such as myself to uh, to walk around there with clubs and swing anything. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that'll be the case. Uh, but yeah, next um, next Wednesday. Uh, which is the first the first day, the first day of November. How fitting. The first day of November, Casey Bass and I will be having a chili cook-off. Uh, and I'm stoked for it, man. I, I am super excited. Chili has been my chili. Uh, I have been making the same recipe roughly for about 16 or 17 years. Uh, and it's a process, man. A lot of stuff goes into it, a lot of different uh, flavorings go into it, a lot of different seasonings. Uh, it takes about 16 hours to cook. So I will, uh, Wednesday, next Wednesday morning when we're doing the podcast, when you're listening, uh, I will have already been up for a couple hours kind of working on some of the ingredients and some of the stuff that goes into my chili. I'm stoked, man. I love chili. I'd be interested. I can't remember. Did you ever make the chili when we were doing um, 
Sports Club? No, I don't, think, I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever brought over any of my chili when we did Sports Club. Mm. And I, I'm I'm going back and forth. I don't believe I'm going to do my spicy chili. Uh, I don't. Probably not the the best a clientele for my spicy chili. I do make a version of my chili that is insanely spicy. Uh, so when I make chili, I usually make two different batches. I make a batch for uh, the bland white people who come over and eat my chili. Uh, and then I make the like the, ch- the chili for the people who like a little bit of spice in their life. That's me, Emily, uh, Abner, um, my, my my mom, uh, my sister. They like the spicy. They like the el, little, con- uh, what is it, uh, El Conte? Conte? picante i don't know spicy chili but yeah that's going down uh that's going down next wednesday man we're gonna we're gonna take a bunch of pictures and have a bunch of videos and everything and i'm excited for that i'm excited for that i haven't yeah, figured out that, what meat i'm gonna use fun. though that's that's one of the things that i'm Ooh. i'm going back and forth i don't i don't know what meat yet i'm going Ear to meat. use Ear me chili <laughs> i i don't know if i have enough that's i i gotta go make sure i don't know i don't know what i'm gonna use for my chili i don't know meat wise what i'm gonna use for my chili so uh that'll that'll probably be a uh decision that i make next uh next monday next monday or tuesday i should have an update on that but i'm stoked man i'm stoked uh yeah i can't wait to call it be fun yeah i can't wait to uh, try uh try casey bass's chili casey bass he was on social media the bad mouthing kidney beans dude like I, nah. you know i don't i don't i don't understand that i like kidney now my chili's not pure kidney beans but it is a integral part of my chili yeah no i mean it's i think casey was saying that beans shouldn't be a part of chili and that's a that's just a false statement in my my, my opinion yeah i mean if you don't have beans in, in chili it's it's not chili chili is a topping yes chili is a topping yeah it's not a it's not a chili yeah yeah i'm, I'm with you. you gotta have you gotta have a, i have a lot of stuff in mind i have a lot of stuff in mind it's a very colorful chili um but Billy, let's get to uh, let's get to today. Today is National Boston Cream Pie Day. I do love me some cream pies, including Boston cream pies. Yeah, they're uh, yeah, really I, good. I, I'm a fan of of cream pies, Billy, but I I can't I can't. Well, yeah, maybe I have had a Boston cream pie. I don't know. I can't say with confidence that I have or have not had a Boston cream pie. To be honest with you, um, might be in the mix. Not 100 percent sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm down for any cream pie, any day of the week, man. And uh, today would be a good good day for it because it's cold. Cream, pie, sure. cream yeah. pies are the best one on cold days. Like that's just you know, that's sort of one of those universal facts. Uh, there's there's nothing better than a cream pie uh, on a cold day. On a cold day, just warms you right up sure. to the soul. <laughs> Billy, yesterday the Falcons, I I don't know, they somehow beat the Buccaneers sixteen to thirteen. Uh, let's get to these stats real quick. Get them out of the way, and then we'll we'll sort of talk about the the game. Uh, Algier twenty one carries, fifty nine yards. Patterson ten carries, fifty six yards. Uh, London six receptions on seven targets for fifty four yards. Kyle Pitts three receptions on four targets for forty seven yards. I think the first the first big story we need to talk about is Bijan Robinson only having one touch all game. He. He said his head hurt, and he said he felt funny before he went to bed on Saturday night. Woke up, said he felt like almost lethargic and out of it Sunday morning, uh, and that his head kept hurting and kept pounding. He said he told Coach Arthur Smith about it, and Coach Smith said that he'd rather be safe than sorry, which is the reason he was padded up but didn't play a lot. That Yeah, he had less than 15 snaps total for the entire game. And you could definitely tell that he was not 
typical Bijan. Um, just how they they played around him. But at, at the same time, that one carry, even that one carry, it was just, I'm going to run straight up and not do any cuts. And it was, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, if if you're coming in and saying I, I felt lethargic, you're not playing. I'm, I'm not putting you on the field. That's what I, I was thinking. I don't thinking. care if you're a decoy. But no, we're not putting you on the field. That That's what I was thinking, too. Like, I, I, so I, I don't know. I'd like to get this explanation. I'm not 100% sure here. But when the Falcons travel and they have a 53-man roster, I'm assuming if Bijan is out, it's not like they can pull a guy from the practice squad. Like, it's not like they have a couple guys travel with the team from the practice squad. I wouldn't think. I don't know. Right. I'd like to get that explanation. I'm, I'm going to assume it's a no. So, you know, having Bijan out, it doesn't really let you bring in another guy. Sort of like, you know, uh, with, with the Braves. Like, you know, when a pitcher's out, you can call someone from Gwinnett, Gwinnett to drive down and go to the bullpen or something like that. I don't I don't believe that is the situation in the NFL. So, I, I don't... I, I'm more curious about what's up with Bijan. Like, why is his head hurt? Why is he feeling lethargic? What's going on with him medically the night before and the morning of? Like, what was the diagnosis? I haven't seen anywhere where they have said, oh, yeah, he had the flu or he had a stomach virus or he had this or he had that. Like, that seems, that just seems very odd. And once again, I don't know. I don't know the facts here. It didn't seem like Bijan Robinson got a lot of treatment the night before on whatever issue he was dealing with which also seems insanely odd especially for a guy who's as big a key to the offense as Bijan is that was just a whole really weird situation man I I feel like the announcers in the game didn't have a lot of status updates on what was going on with Bijan they were sort of in left field and it wasn't until after the game that we got a quote from Bijan Robinson about what was going on that we knew you know he was lethargic his head hurt just a very odd situation, man. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not yeah. saying there's more to this story than than we have been told. It just doesn't seem like we are getting all the information up front. Yeah, it wasn't until like halftime that we got, or after after halftime that we got the update from Arthur Smith about Bijan's just not feeling good. Um, that's such a weird we statement. Like, oh, okay. That's that's all we said was Bijan's not feeling great. <laughs> Um, and we're like, okay. Um, but look, it game itself, Bryce, uh, Falcons didn't deserve to win that game. Nobody did. Um, nobody deserved to win that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll continue to say this and, uh, Esmond Ritter is, oh God, he's terrible. He's dog crap. He he's, is terrible. He's man. awful, man. And it's there's nothing like look, I'm I'm not one to criticize quarterbacks. I'm really not. But there's when you when you've given up six turnovers in the past two games by yourself, that's a problem. That's a major problem. And he has looked absolutely awful. Um doesn't look like it looks like he's got happy feet in the um, in the pocket right now, like he's scared, um, but and he shouldn't be. Like he's got one, he's got a decent line, and that offense continues to 
or the defense continues to be top five in the league. Right? I, I would argue. And, uh, yeah, I would. I would say the Falcons right now have a top five defense in the entire NFL, which is scary. It you is. Know, it like, is. That's that's what that's what Matt Ryan has always wanted. He wanted a top five defense, and I be, I bet you anything Matt Ryan would be able to run this damn offense. That, that was that was my question right better. there, Billy. Is is do you think Matt Ryan, if he came in right now, he could captain this offense better than Desmond Ritter's doing? I think so. Uh, I think, dude, I, I think so. Ritter's terrible. He is. He can hit, hit freaking targets a hell of a lot better than. And, and I can I can guarantee you, Matt Ryan would not fumble three times inside the red zone like Ritter did last night. For yesterday god bless man that was awful I, I mean I, I mean i don't i don't the, i can't remember which one was first i can't remember if the snap thing i think the snap one was second i think the first fumble was him sort of trying to dive into the end zone and getting hit <laughs> like okay no, the that, first one the first one was the field goal was was the snap for the field goal that way yeah 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 it was the, it was the fumbled snap so that one i couldn't really tell if that one was on on the center or on the quarterback, I I, I, I probably and would put that, that one was right behind the whole Drake London thing. Yeah, dude. So I, I uh. mean, you just in when he was diving into the end zone for that one with a hit, I, you know, whatever. You got to secure that ball better. But the last one, the last one, I think was the most infuriating because he had the touchdown, he had a clear path, and he was just lazy. He was lazy with the ball. Everybody that's ever ran the ball from seven and eight football all the way up to the NFL knows that the ball needs to go in the outside hand of wherever you're running. You're running to the left side, put it in your left hand. Running to the right side, put it in your right hand. Ball needs to go in the outside hand. And Desmond Ritter was lazily walking into the end zone, running to the left side with that ball in the right hand. And that's a football 101, dude. Like, that's just... That's being stupid. I, that that's plain and simple. That's Desmond Ritter being stupid. Uh, although one bright spot, zero interceptions uh, on Sunday. So for Desmond Ritter, that's uh, so that that's good. But did yeah, the three the three fumbles, three, it's three turnovers. <laughs> he has six you, turnovers in two games. That's directly related to you. <laughs> so oh yeah. Terrible, dude. Absolutely, absolutely awful. I think the Desmond Ritter experience needs to cease to exist. Um, we know what he is. We know what he is, and this guy is is absolute dog crap. I mean, he's had Look, he's he's only had uh, two games this year where his QBR has been over seventy. Maybe Heineke can do a better job. Maybe he can be since he's a little bit more of a veteran presence. Maybe he could do a better job, and maybe he can't. I don't know, but. At some point, you've got to realize that I've got a quarterback that's giving up the ball three times a game. I I can't keep having that. Like that's those three possessions right there that are now taken away from from our offense. I can't have that anymore. It's just the NFL possessions are too price like that. They're too valuable to, for us to just give up three of them on a, a, a game. You just can't. He he has seven touchdowns and nine turnovers this year. No, no. Yeah, yeah. And he has a he has a forty three QBR. I made the statement yesterday, Billy, and I don't know if you're gonna back me up on this. I think Desmond Ritter is the worst starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Hmm. I'd have to look at all of them and make that decision, but. 
He's not great. Yeah, I mean, we he's we could we'll, we'll go. Th- I think I think that'll be one of the topics this week. We'll go through it and just kind of debate it. Uh, I, but for my money, I think he's I think he's the worst. I think he's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, but despite all that, despite all the the Debbie Downers, uh, Falcons are leading yeah. the NFC South, uh, sixteen and three. Falcons have a winning schedule or winning record, four and three. Um, I don't, I, yeah, that top five defense, dude, the top five defense is doing it. They, uh, they travel. I think they're on the road. Yeah. They're on the road this week, uh, up in Nashville. They take on the Titans. Billy, let's get some recap from Friday night. Some huge wins for a lot of local teams. We're going to start off with the Carrollton Trojans. They beat Westlake 31 to seven and secure that region championship. Yeah, that's, that's huge for them. Um, it knocks that out of the park. You don't have to worry about, you know, really focusing on going 10 and 0 if you if you really want to. But of course, you're going to um, this week against I think it's Campbell um, is their final game. Yeah, I think they played the and, soup team this week. Yeah, yeah it's. it's yep. um, did they secure region championship this week? Uh, yeah, yeah, because they're they're three and 0 in the region now, and I think. I think Campbell. I don't think Campbell's very good this year. Uh, no, Campbell's not good this year. So yeah, this this week versus Westlake was their was their region championship. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah, that that's perfect for Carrollton and Joey Kane continues to impress. <laughs> Man, I mean, the guy's got over a hundred wins, and he's he's won a hundred wins in the fastest in the state of Georgia ever. You know what I mean? That's just absolutely insane to me. Yeah. So it's nice when you have uh, two really good quarterbacks that you've coached to uh, to kind of help you propel to that uh, to that hundred wins. <laughs> yeah. Kudos, kudos to uh, Carrollton Trojans. Uh, they continue to uh, do very very good things. Uh, the next one we got Hurd County beats Mount Zion forty two to thirteen. Billy, you were down there for this match. Yeah, this was. This game was pretty much over from the start. Um, it, it didn't look good for Mount Zion early on. And it was just boom, boom, boom. One thing after another, after another, after another. Mount Zion didn't seem to get anything going offensively until uh, actually until Hurd County started taking some starters out. I was about to say, uh, I think it was around late. the fourth quarter, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, I, I hate that for Brad Gordon and company. Um, it didn't, it wasn't, it, it's just tough opponent after tough opponent after tough opponent. And now, now they have to focus on winning this game this Friday against Christian heritage, just to make sure that they can host a playoff game, you know? So we'll see how, uh, yeah, it's tough. That's tough for Brad Gordon and Mount Zion out there, man. They've had a uh, they've had a run of insanely hard games. I mean, uh, Heard County, Mount Vernon, Mount Pisgah, uh, Monticello, Brookstone. It's it's tough. They got they got one at Christian Heritage. That I think they uh, have a good chance at, and then they then they play host to the uh, Bowden Red Devils, top ten in the state. Uh, Bremen beats Kahula Creek, old Kahula Creek, forty four to seven. Big win for Rooster Russell and the Blue Devils. Yeah, the whole Kahula Creek and Diet Coke. <laughs> um, <laughs> you you got to um, talk to Rooster after this game. Yeah, we did. Um, it was it was good to hear from him. He was really excited. You know, this is the first. Um, Freeman will host a playoff game because of this this win uh, for the first time since uh, I think 2019. Let's go. So, 
Yeah, that's good. And uh, if they win Friday against the Daresville, they win a region championship for the first time since 2008. Dude, this this Friday? Dude. So many good matchups, man. Yeah. Yeah. And if they win Friday, it'd be the first region championship since 08, but the first region championship ever on anything over single A. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. What are we looking at? I know a Daresville is going to be tough, and I'm not by any stretch of the imagination looking over a Daresville, but what does LFO have for them this year? Are they any good this year? Uh, they are not. Okay. All right. I, w- I was just wondering if they beat LF, if they beat a Daresville this weekend, um, how, what, what the chances are of them going undefeated in the region. Uh, and, and it's pretty pretty good chance. But uh, yeah, we'll, pretty good chance. Yeah, if we'll they t- beat the Daresville. We will we will definitely have a uh, a look ahead this Friday night because there are so many juicy matchups this Friday night, man, at high school football, dude. It is every single yeah, one is are. huge. Every every single matchup is massive. Uh, and the only uh, the only team that really lost in our area that wasn't a playing an area team, VR falls to Creekside, thirty five to seventeen. Uh, hey, you got to watch this one. Yeah, man, and, and I'll be honest with you. you. Know a lot of Creekside is a is a top two, three, even some classification or some publications have them as the number one team in the state in five A. Uh, Creekside jumped up real quick, twenty one to nothing on on our Wildcats before we could even get a blink of an eye. And dude, the battle back, we. I was so proud of this Villarica team at the end of the night. Nobody you hung their be. hat, dude. They were battling and bat. Honestly, if we go down at, at towards the end of the game, the fourth quarter, if we go down and instead of kicking that field goal to make it uh, 35-17, or no, I think it was 28. I think it was 28-17 at the time. If we punch yeah. that in and and get and get a touchdown and make it 28-21 and it's a one-score game, dude, I, it, I just I couldn't be more proud of the way we played. The, the, the defensive and offensive line for Creekside outweighed our boys by probably 100 pounds per man. I mean, they have got some absolute monsters on the line and just D1 players everywhere, and there was zero quit. That was the best game I have ever seen our offensive line play all year long, and they were up against... That that D-line for Creekside is probably better than the D-line for for Carrollton, I I would venture a guess to say. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were... They were good, man, and we got we got pressure on their quarterback all night long. Um, I, I was I, I was I was just extremely proud. You know, you don't want you never want to lose, especially a region game. Uh, but the fact, I mean, you look at it last year. You look, like Creekside pretty much didn't 63 lose three nothing. Yeah, and Creekside didn't lose really anybody from last year. It, it's it's essentially the exact same team from last year. And so, Eric and. Eric and I were talking about that on the postgame show. The fact that, you know, last year you go 63 nothing on this team and then you lose 35-17 and it was that doesn't seem like it's particularly close, but it is still like very close in, in our mind. And and you've got to tip your hat to Austin Barron and company because that team is damn good. They like, are damn good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably gonna be one of the best teams Bryce has seen this year and the fact that Villarica kept them within you know 16 17 points is huge you know what I mean yeah yeah and and I think you know I talked to Austin about the the two games this year that I think are really good measuring sticks for uh, Villarica are Mays and Creekside 
Mays last year beat them 50 to nothing, and Creekside last year beat them 63 to nothing. And I talked to Austin Barron, and he said both teams really didn't lose anything from last year. They've returned pretty much the, the same squad from last year. And you look at the Mays game last week, we lost 27 to 14. We, we should have won, or I'm not say we should have won that game. We could have won that game. It should have been a little bit closer than it was. And then last week versus Creekside, 35 to 17. And Austin said something in the interview uh, last last Friday that I thought was pretty powerful. He said, when you're trying to turn the culture around for a program or a team, he said, there's a pattern. He said, at first you lose big because you're trying to change everything around. You're, you're coming in there, you're shaking stuff up. He said, you're going to lose big. He said, but then you progress to losing small. He said, and then you progress to winning small. And he said, then you progress to winning big. And he said, I think right now this Villarica team is on the cusp of that losing big to losing small area. And I don't think there's any better representation of that shift than the Mays and the Creekside game because both of those games right. were in the balance the entire game. So I, I think there's a lot of promise and a lot of hope for this Villarica team, uh, you know, the next two weekends and in and, and the playoffs and, you know, going forward next year. So, yeah, it was a, there's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Billy, uh, now, now, I mean, just looking ahead real quick to VR. VR's got they're on the road yep. again this week, yep. right? Against Jackson. Yeah. yeah, and this game becomes—I I don't want to say a must-win, but it becomes a must-win. It does. Um, it does. Um, yeah, Villarica, Villarica out right now, four and two in the region. Uh, Jackson's terrible, man. There, there's no reason we shouldn't we shouldn't just trounce this team. Um, I think the real the real test. I think I think Crapple Hill is actually pretty decent this year. Um, so yeah, it, we we should beat Yaxon by about probably 21, 28. Uh, yeah. And then we take on we take on Crapple Hill. So that'll be that'll be a test. That'll be a test. We're good. Let's let's make it happen this week. Uh, Billy, this past weekend, dude, the refereeing in football. Uh -huh. <laughs> was horrendous. It was. Boy, was it ever. I don't know if the refereeing in college and NFL has always been this bad, and we just haven't noticed because there hasn't been as much publications for everything. Like, there's, there's not a single game in the NFL or college that doesn't have at least six different angles on every single play. Uh, the scrutiny seems like it's higher than ever for refereeing. And w when you have people betting on games, hundreds of thousands of dollars, like it's, it's going to get ugly if they don't clean this up and they don't clean it up quickly. Um, the first one is the Iowa game. Iowa had a game-winning punt return touchdown called back because the referee said the returner was waving for a fair catch. The returner didn't. never waved for a fair catch. He was pointing at the ball and pumping with his other like he was pointing at the ball with his right hand and swinging his left hand in a normal running motion and they said it was a fair catch they called the ball back and Iowa didn't score on Minnesota Minnesota won 12 to 10 horrible now, granted, call horrible now call. granted this would have hit the under regardless oh yes yes thousand percent yeah that that touchdown had no 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 uh change in the over under it, it was still hit with it, it, it would have under. gotten closer it had been it would have been one point under unless they for some unknown reason went for two right. 
Um, yes, right. yes. They, they, it Even would have if had, they went for two, it would have been at 30, which would have been a half point, a point underneath point five. 30 and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that 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 bet was losing regardless. Uh, but it, I, like that was, I watched that I, game and I, I was just like, you. that was stupid, man. That was terrible. That dude. was absolutely stupid. I felt so bad for that young man on the sideline. Like he was just sitting there in shock. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, that was that was terrible. Uh, at the end of the Houston game, Houston clearly got a first down, clearly by at least a yard and a half, got a first down against Texas. In a late game situation that could have set up a, a game tying touchdown attempt, and I believe it was inside the red zone, and the rest called him short, and he was clearly yeah. a yard and a half over the yard to gain. That was once again another horrendous call from the referees. Yeah, that one I don't know about as much as I know about the Iowa game. I missed that one as I'll have to watch the video, but and. Yeah, it was. It's been, it was awful this weekend. All it was, weekend, it was. Uh, yesterday and Sunday, the Colts had two straight pass interference calls against them yesterday that weren't even close to pass interference. On the second one, the ball was like three yards above the receiver and ten yards out of bounds. Yeah, that was not DPI. What the hell are we doing? I was watching that game and I'm like, there's no way that's DPI because you can't catch a ball or you can't call a DPI if it's, if it's uncatchable and that, that one Webb and Yama, I'm not even sure with his long ass arms could yeah. have caught it. Yeah. Robert Wadlow wouldn't have been able to catch that ball. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was the most uncatchable. You could have put a guy back there with a jet pack and I'm not even sure he could have got up there quick enough to catch that horrible. Yeah. Horrible, awful. horrible. Uh, and and then, guess what? Cleveland won because of it. Yeah, they they got to punch it in with Nick Chubb and won the game because of two horrible pass interference calls on the defense. Who? Awful, awful. Who they punch it in with? Uh, not Nick Chubb. Uh, Chubb's out. Um, yeah, it was it was a Cleveland running back, and I, my mind just immediately went to to Chubb. <laughs> um, Crap, who scored that? Uh, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. <laughs> My mind just went Cleveland running back. Nick Chubb, obviously. He's out. He's out. Is he? He's out for the year, right? I don't know if he's out. I, I can't remember. So. Um, I, another weird thing that happened in that game, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> he got benched. He cleared, the, he cleared the concussion protocol, and they just never put him back in. <laughs> well... <laughs> He finished one for five with five yards and an interception, and I have him as my fantasy quarterback. <laughs> that sucks for you. Terrible. Terrible. Um, and then the other one yesterday, and I, I can't remember what game it was now. I, I, I was trying to look it up real quick, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember. There was an NFL game yesterday. I forget which one it was. Uh, they needed the, the quarterback late in the fourth quarter. The quarterback needed to gain a first down to be able to kneel the ball out. And the quarterback was clearly short of the yard to the game for the first down, and the refs gave it to him. I like like the opposite of the Houston game. This quarterback was about a yard, a yard and a half short. Clearly short. You could clearly see the ball and the yard to gain, and they gave him a first down after measuring. Horrible spot. And I don't remember what game it was now, and it's killing me. Um, but yeah, just another, just one more example of these referees, man. They are, they were horrible this weekend. They were terrible across all classifications of football. I would love to hear Pat talk about this today because, you know, he doesn't hold back on stuff like that. So yeah. I would love to see the 
them bring back up, you know, they need professional referees, yeah. like full-time referees. They again. do. You they know, do. That, that would be, that would be ideal. And, and honestly, what difference does it make if you're, you know, for the NFL? I mean, are you, are you worried about shelling out, you know, insurance? Is that what you're worried about? Because the money you're paying is ridiculous anyway. So yeah. let's, let's make this happen. Yeah. Got to get, got to get full-time referees. Uh, it'll definitely be a talking point on the Pat McAfee show today because it happened to the Colts. Um, so I know he'll bring it up. Oh yeah. 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 It'll, yeah. It, he it'll, was there, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He might've been. Um, so yeah, it, it sucked, man. This, this weekend refereeing sucked. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, uh, from this weekend in the MLS Atlanta United drew with Cincinnati two two. Where's that put us as far as uh, playoffs? Uh, not 100% sure where that puts us, but I do know that we play Columbus in a three-game set. Um, we play them on the 1st, the 7th, and then if needed, I think the 11th. Um, so we will face the Columbus crew in the playoffs. I, I completely forgot that it was a it's a three-game it's a three-game series thing. So um, I think game one is up there, game two is down here, and then game three, if needed, will be up there. All right, and TM5, TM5's United will have you covered as far as all the analysis and stuff, and that'll probably happen. Uh, I'm sure they'll record if they haven't already and have it out early this week, right? Oh, yeah, I would assume so, yeah. All right, uh, also in volleyball, Temple beats Bryan County 3 nothing. Hurt County beats Woodville Tomp 3 nothing, and Central beats Holy Innocence 3-2 to move on into the state playoffs. Let's go. Let's go. So all three all of those three teams of go to the is the Elite quarters. Eight. They're in their quarters. Uh, quarters. Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah, the Elite Eight. Yeah, yeah. Um all four of those teams are on to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Let's go, man. That's that's awesome, dude. I mean these, these teams are two wins away from playing from for a state championship on November fourth. Uh, that's a that's a that'd be a big Saturday, man. And I think they're all, I believe all the state championship games are all at the same location. Um, I'm double checking here, uh, but yes, yeah, all, all of the oh, that's a that's a bummer, dude. Some of these state championship games, who scheduled this? Like some of these state championship games for volleyball are on a Friday night. GHSA, dude, I have stupid. Stupid. <laughs> Just dumb. Just dumb. On to the Smith's four coverings games events calendar. We got nothing. Yep. Uh nothing. Nothing's going on. Yeah. So that's it. Billy, you need another cup of coffee right. this morning? Do I ever, brother? Let's hit it up, man. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Woo's B Real Estate Group. Jalen Hurts wears a leg break in the second leg break leg brace in the second half as the Eagles topped the Dolphins last night. Yeah, I went 0-3 on my picks this week because of this game. I so think, I'm not feeling good about it. I think I all. went one and two, I think was mine. I know at all. I know I lost. We one. went one and five total. Yeah, I think Crap. so. Did P- did Puka? I don't think Puka scored a touchdown. No, he didn't. Yeah, one and five. One and five. Uh do you know what bet hit this weekend for me? What? Old CBJ coming up with a win, baby. <laughs> no, they, joke. the CBJ went two and zero this weekend. They, good uh, for the CBJ. Yeah, yeah, getting getting some momentum rolling. Uh, yeah, that last night's game was good though. It was a it was a very competitive back and forth, and and you'd be hard pressed to convince me 
that those are not going to be the same two teams that we say we see play each other in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it'd be it'd be very difficult to to say that. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to see. I don't think it's going to happen in the regular season because I haven't looked at the schedule, but Miami versus Kansas City. But it would be I can can't wait to see that playoff game. You know um, what I mean? Let, here I'll tell you if that is important. Miami schedule. I don't think they play each other, but I could be wrong. Uh, no, they don't. They don't play each other. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, November fifth. So in so just two coming weeks, up in two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, in two weeks. Yeah, the Dolphins. Uh, but they're playing. What the hell? Oh crap! This game is in Germany or some dumb, st- oh, stupid balls. It's at nine thirty in the morning on NFL Network. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. 9.30 a.m. NFL Network. That game. (laughs) That could be the AFC Championship preview right there. And they're playing it in Uh. Germany at 9.30 in the morning on NFL Network. That's ridiculous. NFL do better. Good Lord. Uh, Texans quarter or Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers to miss multiple games with AC joint sprain. Uh, bye, Texas. Yep. <laughs> Good luck. Yep. That, that's exactly <laughs> what that means. Uh, they look with, with Quinn Ewers in against Houston. They were up, I want to say, twenty-one nothing. Uh, Quinn Ewers goes out and and Houston roars back and has a chance to win the game. Um, so yeah, it, what was kind of funny was I thought when Quinn Ewers went out, I was like, oh, Arch Manning's gonna come in. Nope, it was some dude named Murphy. He came in and it really didn't do anything. Um, he just sort of handed the ball off the entire the entire game uh yeah. so yeah yeah Quinn Ewers gets injured and I think that that if he's out for any long stint in Texas plays anybody with a pulse uh it's uh it's over it's, it's over um Patriots Bill Belichick gets his 300th regular season win yesterday oh my god <laughs> this game this game <laughs> What the hell? Oh, dude, I don't know. <laughs> How did that happen, dude? I uh, I don't I don't know. And, and and here's the bad thing. And you know, the the one thing that I thought to myself after I saw them come back and win this game because I saw the Bills take the lead and go 25-23 or 25 whatever. Yeah. I was like, okay, good. They took the lead. It was less than two minutes left to go. I was like, thank God. And the Patriots win. And I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. Now I've got to listen to Boston Connor talk about how great this team is. And (laughs) when they're really terrible, they're awful. They're terrible. But we're going to hear about it today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to hear about it. So bad. I really thought, you know, I, I predicted before the season began that. New England would be one of the worst teams in the NFL top five pick and Bill Belichick would be fired. Um, and yeah, yeah, during this game, I was like, Oh, here we go. You're going to be one and six. Nope. They pull out the win. They're two and five somehow. Um, just a, just an enigma. Uh, and today in 1996, the New York Yankees set a record recovery from being down six to nothing in the world series uh, to beat the Braves eight to six in Game Four at Atlanta Fulton County Stadium, recording their seventh Christ. straight postseason road Christ. win. Yeah, 
Really? This was the one thing you had you could pull? Listen. This was the one thing. Listen, I am so pissed off over the way the Braves season ended this year that any, so? that any time I can talk negative about the Braves in October, oh, November, God. I'm going to take it because I want everybody to wallow in the misery of being a Braves fan during the NLCS or the World Series. It sucks. Jeez, man. So pissed off. Ridiculous. Ugh. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. By the way, we get a game seven in baseball. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah we do. We get game seven in uh, Texas and Houston. Sweet. All right. Can't wait yeah. to not watch a second of that. I'm excited about it, um, I, and I'm I'm hoping that Texas pulls out a, a victory over Houston because I can't stand the cheaters. Is the NLCS um, over yet, or is that still going on? Uh, as far as I'm aware, it's still going on. Okay. I haven't clinched the pennant as I, far as I'm aware. I have zoned out of baseball. Me too. All but straight I, I keep football. getting notifications about it, so. Gross. Uh, let's see. Texas is now tied 3-3. Let's see. The battle for the Texas Cup. Game six between the Phillies and the D-backs is tonight. Uh, Philly leads three games to two. All right. Three games to two. Philly leads that one. Uh, Starting this week as well is the Atlanta Hawks. They kick off their season on Wednesday at 7 p.m. We will have a little, probably have a little preview for you on Wednesday morning. But for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!